Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backward. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a UK-based Star Trek podcast featuring myself, Will Turland, this lady to the left of me, Gemma Turland. Hello. A man to the further left of me, Rick Everson. Hello. And a man all the way around the other side of the table, Rick Palmer. Hi, I'm in front of you. Yes, you are You are in front <laughs> of me. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the Voyager two-parter Year of Hell, part one and Year of Hell Part <laughs> 2. Um, Smooth. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and we'd, we'd, we'd sort of decided we wanted to talk about Voyager um, this week because we, we haven't talked about Voyager a whole lot recently. No, we've not and, given Voyager a lot of love lately. And uh, we, we debated what we, what we would want to talk about and I, 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 I just think Year of Hell Parts 1 and 2 are, are some of the real highlights of, mm. of Voyager I mean, it would be nice to, to talk about In a way, some real strong episodes it's one of the it's, it's, it's a two part that almost epitomises the entire theme mm. because what we don't see through the course of Voyager is Voyager really sort of building up the consequences of all the various altercations mm. and incidents they get through whereas you have hell you see a year of Voyager where everything just piles on and things just get worse and worse and by yeah. then mm. Voyager's you know Suffering some serious effects of what's gone on, and sort of it's always the same. Sort of to me, it always seems a shame that when they got they get back in Endgame, Voyager looks pretty much as pristine as it did in Caretaker. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. not better with all its bug enhancements. Yeah. And yeah, Year of Hell is is a bit of a taste of what almost yeah. the, the story they could have told with Voyager, mm. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so the, the the whole the whole concept of of Year of Hell, um, parts one and two is that we the story takes place over a year where Voyager is just Hammond, ha- Hammond, Hammond. <laughs> 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 Richard Hammond, Richard Hammond. <laughs> well, it's true. Short, it's short. <laughs> it's just it's just Hammond, it's just Hammond by a, a, an alien race called the Kremen. Yes, Krenum. Krenum. And to the point where it's it's barely holding together, and uh, but yeah, then unfortunately, the spoiler alert, at the, at the end, the reset button is pushed, and um, yeah, none of it really happened. Well, which thank is you for listening. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> which is kind, of, which is one of the problems with the the episode, maybe. But um, what I do like though is it's quite a good twist on. Um, it's a good use of time travel. Mm. In this, well, it's not uh, time isn't travelled in per se, apart from the normal direction of forward at the rate of one minute per minute. Um, <laughs> but it's um, things time... are removed from the timeline, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the villain of the piece, Anorax, <laughs> um, takes it upon himself to alter time by literally developing a weapon that can remove things from time. So he shoots something; it never existed. And that the timeline then restructures itself to accommodate the non-existence of said item, mm-hmm. um, and he does this because um, 
because he wants to restore the Krenim Imperium to a point where his wife is still alive and yeah. they were quite powerful. Mm. Um, well, the, it, it, well, yeah. He originally created yes. it as a, as a tool of war yeah. and now, he's, he, yeah, now it's, that it's, whoops. His first incursion meant his wife never existed. Yeah. Uh, obviously, anyone on board the weapon is shielded from the time mm-hmm. changes, so he remembers his wife, otherwise... Mm. You know. Yeah. So... They, there is at one point uh, his, I don't know, first officer states that they've been doing this for 200 years. Please, we should be satisfied with what we have accomplished. For 200 years, we have never come this close. Not close enough. So is that consecutively they have been doing this for 200 years because they exist outside of time, don't they? I wonder this. Are the Krenim like a long-lived species? I was Mm. confused by that. Or are they literally immune from the effects of time Mm. while they sit on their weapon? Yeah. Are they... If they could, could could say... um, Because obviously Chakotay and Paris are taken onto the ship, onto the time weapon at some point. Yeah. Could they've gone two hundred years and Chicago and Paris is still look the same, mm. or was it just? I'm not. It's not made clear. Although, kind of although Chicago grows a beard, I think he does that still on Voyager, though. Doesn't uh, he? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, he does. He gets yes, the shades he does. When he gets yes. to the, yeah, the that's it. Weapon. Um, yeah, I, I, I struggled a bit with that. I, I think I, I decided in my head canon it was just that they were particularly long lived. Mm. That species, but, but it did seem to be implying that. That because they lived outside of time, they could just keep yeah. going, and it would be two hundred years for them, but no real time would have passed. But I, I don't understand that because they're sort of shielded from time by the by their own temporal <laughs> shielding. So, I mean, so in know, is there a, was there a tummy noise? <laughs> so in course, of, so in course yeah. and effect, in in TNG they go through a loop don't they and it turns out that they've been doing that for a, a while yeah like a, like a few and weeks and, and that and ship that ship with Fraser on has been doing it for even longer yeah yeah years and years because that's years. like some so, movie era but you, I, yeah I, 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 I'd struggle to see how you could exist out of time and experience Know how long you've been outside? Yeah, yeah, exactly. How do you know outside? How do you know? You can't they know still, how long they you've still been outside. Interpret the past, and present, they, and future to their <coughs> yeah. To yeah. Their I, mean, they, I suppose they're measuring external time, aren't they? Mm. So they're measuring. So yeah. So they 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 still have yeah. have um, a measure of the passage of time, but presumably inside the ship, that's not. They're not being affected by it. There is a cool or, bit. Uh, I don't know. That's. In my head, can... no, it's right. There is a cool bit, uh, relatively early on in the episode, where the the, the blast wave of the Krenny weapon hits Voyager, and there's a there's a similar. It's similar to um, yesterday's Enterprise, where mm. the bridge changes. And, yeah, and yeah. we move from Voyager in the first encounter, where the the Krenim ship is small and not a threat, to mm. where it's much more of a threat. And and they may even yeah. have been, they may even have been encountered. I think. It, They've been dealing with the crown for a while. I think it's yeah. completely yeah. changed. So they actually, this is as if it's not. It, it's one of a few encounters <coughs> they've had. It feels like there's a chunk of the story we we don't see because mm. we because we move from one yeah. timeline to another, and so that we're we're with that Voyager crew for the rest of the episode, but we we don't see what happened to them mm. in the, in the and to to lead them to the point where where Voyager. So Voyager's already pretty battered. Mm. But yeah, we we mm. don't see that that happening. 
because we're with an alternate Voyager crew for the first sort of ten minutes or so. I assume they still dedicated the new astrometrics lab. Yeah. And that first encounter that we see where they don't really pay much heed um, to the Krenum was a was a short battle where they had to back off. Yeah. But we have to assume, yeah, is it? As you say, yeah, it's bizarre. We do switch part way through. Yeah, That's but then, but then that's it. Then we're with that. Yes, that because they time they develop the a because the the Krenim that they're dealing with have a chroniton based torpedo. Mm-hmm. They have to develop a defense against that, which also defends them against time stream alterations. Because the big old wave of time alteration doesn't get through the shield. Yeah, you'd have to switch yeah, on the chronotons so. after you've fired it, though, right? Because those two fire the sh- the chroniton <laughs> torpedo and it doesn't. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, you, yeah, you assume, yeah, you you fire the Chronoton torpedo and it turns up yesterday in your ship. And... Yeah, yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, you said it yesterday. Uh, two days from now. Another question I have: so if if Anorax and his crew have been merrily removing things from the time stream for like two hundred years, why haven't there been Numerous instances of this time wave coming along. Mm. Well, it must Every have so a, often, once you just come it through, it must dissipate. Yeah. Yeah, it, that's it what I was thinking. Well, I guess maybe it but does, but they'd never experienced. Oh, they don't ever remember it until their yeah. until their temporal shields I guess. come about. But it I only affects. It. Yeah, it only but affects. But we, as the things. viewer, throughout the year of hell, are immune to the effects of the time wave, so we should occasionally just see this wave go through, even if there's no discernible effect on the crew. <laughs> yeah, that would have yeah. been an interesting idea if for like, uh, like, yeah. like four seasons or so, we occasionally get this wave that comes through and it just changes things very slightly. We don't get an explanation yeah. until like deep into season four. But it only the wave only changes things that are affected by the target of the. But it's, oh, it's still change, a visible um, thing that yeah, yeah, flows through space. I know. Yeah, yeah, it would so even wash if it over everything, everything change, but it wouldn't the affect episode, it. Yeah. That, that episode where um, where it turns out, like with Lindsay Ballard, Lindsay Ballard mm. was a close friend of Harry, we never saw her. Maybe that was it. <gasps> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that might explain why we never heard about her before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so as the episode goes on, if I, if I, uh, Janeway's really insistent that they're going to go through Krenim space, aren't, mm. isn't she? Like, absolutely insistent. And one thing that bugs me about this episode is that is that by the time we get to the end of the episode and, and the reset button has been pushed and things are a bit a bit changed, there, there's a line where where um, where they they get a they get a telephone call from a from a mm. Krenim vessel saying, oh. This this area of space is is in dispute. You might want to go around it. And Jane was like, "Noted." <laughs> this region is in dispute. I suggest to avoid our territory. Thanks for the warning. Good journey. Tom, plot a course around Krenim space. So, <laughs> like, well, wait a minute. If it wasn't a big deal to go around Krenim space, why didn't they go around Krenim space? I think the, the first key point is, here is it, the way that she's asked. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the guy's quite nice after that reason. Early yeah. on, he was yeah. obviously a jerk. So, so and, and, and she you, has put her entire yeah. crew yeah. 
in jeopardy. A lot of them die. For her own stubborn yeah. ego. Yeah. I think you could definitely read this this episode that way. That the whole thing is it's kind of Janeway's fault uh, for for being too stubborn to say, "All right, fair enough. We'll go around your space." Yeah. She's just like she's like, "No, we're going <laughs> to keep going. I, I don't care." And, I, and it's kind I, of I, I, I like I like it. I like, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Think it's like really it. interesting, but, is it, the, but that it, it 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 kicks off um, from the very first attack um, that uh, that damages the ship. There is a crew member dead on the floor mm. at her feet, and so say, and someone says, "Oh, and so and so's dead," and she kind of just goes, God. and then just leaves that they <laughs> yeah, leave they don't the clean body. That up. <laughs> She's a bit annoyed that this crew member's dead on the floor, but that that that's as far as that goes. And then they just get on with it, and that's her whole attitude yeah. to um, to this. But I I think event. that I think that's interesting. I I think you you uh, I I sort of read this episode as as Janeway almost being a bit of a villain. part of the problem yeah. in a way. But she's but she's she's not a villain as no, such. But she's so committed to to getting the ship through Krenner's space. Mm. She, she can't sort of look out mm. outside and see the. Yeah. The bigger picture, but this but is a recurring it's... thing with Jane. Where we see it, like in Scorpion, with the whole Borg thing. Mm. We see it in Equinox quite badly as well. She yeah. really sort of loses, loses. Um, I don't know the word now. The perspective. Perspective. Thank yeah. you. That's exactly the word I wanted. Yeah, she loses perspective a lot in Equinox. So I think this is very consistent with her character. Yeah. Mm. She, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. And there's a, there's a great moment in part two where the doctor tries to relieve her of duty mm. because he says she's you know she she's psychologically compromised and she's she's not fit for duty and she's basically just laughs it off yeah. she's like what are you going to do put me in the brig we haven't got a brig <laughs> smashed to bits you're a flipping hologram mate <laughs> come on come at me <laughs> this isn't regular this isn't regular Janeway this is like war Janeway well, right? no, yes but it, but it, it but is regular Janeway or is it but is it like Janeway pushed to the absolute extreme mm. of it, it is the absolute extreme yeah yeah, yeah. But, I, it, I but I that's think... in her it's not mm. it's not as as Rick said it's not out of her character yeah it's yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it one um, uh, uh, way I described it when we were watching it. It's it's a battle of two Ahabs. Mm. Yeah. Against each other. Janeway yeah, versus absolutely. Anorax. Yeah. yeah. Only one of them has a silly name. <laughs> it's Anorax. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a waterproof coat. <laughs> a pl- plural of waterproof coats. <laughs> Um, I think um, I think what I love about this episode is one of the things I love about this episode is just seeing Voyager getting more and more beat up and and, and as, as we've said having that continuity that we haven't necessarily had in Voyager up until this point like they take damage and it sticks and to the point sort of weirdly where they're not even sweeping up the no. floors that's and that's it's something a that year later no one's well, tidied. I mean, we all know that the ships are full of rocks. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's rocks everywhere. I assume every time we, we sort of come back to Voyager, 
we, they've just had some kind of battle because mm. every single time, like they'll 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 be sweeping rocks off the mm. surface of a table or something. Well, we, has I mean, no one got a broom? <laughs> we've seen in in Discovery they actually show there are ship cleaning robots that fly around mm. sorting of thing. Maybe those are taken offline. Maybe they're all on deck yeah. five when uh, that. Yes. Pulls. Yeah. So uh, no one remembers how to tidy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think I think the point is. Uh, no one's got time. I know. Yeah, yeah. and it's it's not a priority, I guess. The priority is fixing the ship's systems, yeah. isn't it? Not whether the floor's dirty. But it does mean that Voyager looks really cool yeah. in this episode. Like it just gets more and more battered up, and there's mm. girders that have sort of dropped from the ceiling, mm-hmm. and there's rocks everywhere. And uh, I, I really like that. Yeah, and it leads to one of Janeway's most badass moments. Mm. In the hole when she uh what what system is offline and she has to go to that oh it's when they are they go into the oh, asteroid ne- the, the, the like nebula no it's no. not the nebula one it's they're going through some um a meteorite field oh, uh, astro- yeah. uh, um, the deflectors, they yeah, need to get the deflector not. back on but the deflector yeah. room is on fire oh yes and um yeah and she she calls the doctor yeah. Or she tells tell the doctor to be prepared. I'm going to come in with six like, like third, third degree, degree burns. Bridge, yeah. I'm going in. Stand by to engage the deflector. Tell the doctor I'll be coming back with severe burns. Captain, do it. Be kind. Oh, it's an it's an incredible moment. She's like, but Voyager, be kind. <laughs> yeah, and she just gets she gets like a bit of. Hunk of like ripped up metal, holds it in front of her face and just goes in, and and she's she's scarred for the from yeah. that point on, isn't she? Because um, the ducks are calm. Yeah, yeah they've got, got no sick bay. Yeah, they're fortunate. I mean, there's a series three episode called Before and After, I think, where Kez has there's a weird backwards in time thing with Kez, and we get a like hint of Year of Hell. We get references mm. to it, and we get to see the opening battle, and in that version. Um, I think Torres and Janeway are both killed in the first encounter of the Krenim. Um, but also we hear in references from the future that um, the Doctor was offline for a long time. Mm. So this year of hell worked out slightly differently to that and that obviously yeah. Janeway and Torres survived. Because um, she, doctor... she, she warn Janeway about the Krenim. But no one mentions it in the year of hell, mm. weirdly. No one says, That's oh, interesting. remember what Kez said <laughs> that time? Um... Janeway's just like, oh, I tried to forget about that, yeah. that chick. But that could have been enough to explain why Janeway and Torres survived the first attack. Mm. And, you know, the minor difference that the doctor was on his mobile emitter, not, and so he wasn't knocked offline with the rest of sickbay. Yeah, so there's, yeah. A point, there's a point in the, in the episodes where um, they're able to scan one of these Coruscant mm. weapons mm, yeah. and get a sort of... They're able to... to do something to their shield so that they yeah. don't get affected by yeah. the blast waves of the Krenim time weapon. And then this is At where the cost they're... of Tuvok's sight. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah which it's is great. sight, but nothing else. No, they're encased in a fireball, but he's just his his sight's gone. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it? the doctor was able yeah. to. We yeah, we don't we don't know. True. I mean, I guess, I, I guess one thing about these 
this episode is we we skip through a lot of stuff because yeah. it's set over a whole year, isn't it? So maybe, we, maybe, we don't know. We could have had other. Maybe well, no, has the, a... the last of his fire damage medicine was used on Tuvok, and that's maybe. why he didn't have anything to help Janeway. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll go with that. But there, that's there was a fantastic scene where you discovered that he'd lost his sight. Mm. I like, I really liked that. Yeah, when he's shaving. Yeah. And I also like right. Seven's then ongoing commitment to be yeah. like his personal helper. Yeah. Uh, in in yeah in an act of guilt, an act of contrition mm-hmm. for the fact that her stubbornness, a mirror Janeway as a as another aside, but um, her stubbornness caused him to lose his sight. Mm. Yeah, but now Voyager having this, Voyager becomes like an unknown component in the mm. in the calculations of of Anorax's weapon. Right, um, it causes a whole bunch of problems. Like yeah, it makes, yeah. it makes things a lot worse. Like he thinks he goes for another. What's, what's it? Incursion, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. uh, they go from like being ninety eight percent to complete to then like fifty. 48% restoration yeah, yeah. or something like in, what's happened so mm, Anorax decides to um, take some samples he, he manages to get Chakotay and Tom Paris mm. and like anyone would <laughs> immediately regrets it wants to throw back Tom Paris yes <laughs> yeah but he um, he has a bit of a relationship but there's a bit of a bromance with Chakotay yeah, yeah Chakotay Chakotay is willing to listen yeah. Because Chakotay is a guy who he- meets an alien scientist and wants to know what they want to say, mm. whether they be dinosaur or named after a raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> he invites them to um, a feast of meals from dead civilizations. Yeah. Really, that's so I macabre really and morbid. How dark yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> I mean, nothing screams fucking super. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, if he'd been. A host anything, of foods from civilizations I've eradicated. The only thing that would have been. would have added to it is if he'd just been playing like an old sort of kind of church yeah, organ. Yeah. Yes. And if he'd have had a cat on his lap <laughs> as well. <laughs> a cat from a civilization that never but yeah, existed. I thought there was a, I yeah. thought there was a nice touch that he had that has these foods from these yeah. civilizations that he's annihilated. It's, it's a beautiful illustration of his character, mm. I think, that uh, he, he thinks he's preserving this but from the, from an outside perspective is monstrous. monstrous yeah so i'm just looking across the table at rick's notes and he's literally written anorax ha <laughs> just in case just in case he forgot that that name was funny yeah that's exactly why i wrote it in fairness he's the only one sat here with notes <laughs> that's true that's very true my notes are all on the floor, but I can't see the floor from here because I'm You thought you'd lost your notes, and then I pointed out they were on the table. Yeah, and then I then I proceeded to not drop them, not the read them or use them. I, I I left my notes on a planet that um, I've actually <laughs> since eradicated from time. So, um. but yeah, uh, Chicote drinks the Kool Aid quite quickly, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah I mean, he starts playing with yeah. his own simulations of raising things from time. What the fuck, Chakotay? Seriously, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, so one question I think is what what do we all think to to Chakotay's, um attitude in this episode? Because he, I don't know, is he a little bit of a turncoat? I think it, maybe. I, I, I can I see his that, his his motivation isn't. He wants to save Voyager. I think they didn't go far enough with him. I think he should have, if they should have gone, he should have sold out Tom Paris to them. I think they should have, if they were going to go that way with him, I think they should have gone all the way. 
That could have been interesting. I guess, that, I mean, they knew they had the luxury of the reset button yeah. right at the end, didn't yeah. they? So why not? I mean, obviously... Have Chicote fuck Paris how, how How much of space can... On screen. How, much of, how, 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 how broad is the remit of the weapon? How how much of space can it... Can it I would I assume th- that it, any, anything that would be affected... Mm. By, yeah, I mean, I don't know how really how large a target is. That, is this what you're asking? How large or a target? How far away? Hit? How far away can uh, well, can this any, weapon target? Anything that that because there was one yeah. point where he was going to target an asteroid, wasn't he? Yes. That he was thinking, <clears throat> yeah. And then they, and then and then uh, Panorak showed like, him oh, how Shikoti, many. You idiot! <laughs> You'd have taken out this asteroid. Would have erased everything. <laughs> Temporal incursion in progress. What happened? Had you actually eradicated that comet, all life within 50 light years would never have existed. Congratulations, you almost wiped out 8,000 civilizations. It would have been interesting if he'd kind of taken out the Taker. Well, yeah, I mean, that would have been a kind of a, a voyage that never would have been. Well, they, they could have done the same thing and said, well, if you, you can take out the ta- caretaker, but the caretaker does this thing, and they. 10,000 years ago. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, what that would have meant for the Acampa would have been a very radically different mm. course of evolution. Yeah. But, you know, not to say it would have been the wrong one, but. Uh, mm. Yeah. The um the, the <coughs> basically the Krenin weapon is like a a worse version of the the Infinity Gauntlet, isn't it? It's like a you can't yeah. you don't get exactly yeah. what you want. Yeah. You're you're chancing every time. You can you can calculate as much as you want, but you're always risking it not going right. Whereas with the Infinity Gauntlet, you can get exactly what you want. You can just it's that powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. It is. It, I mean, it's almost like the um. The whole thing of the the uh, being careless about what you wish for, yeah. yes, the unintended consequences. You might you think it's be... fairly straightforward, but you cannot see every ripple through time no, that it is, a particular no. object makes. That's a really it's, good. It's a that's paw, that's a great it? analogy. It is yeah. like making a wish mm. almost. Yeah, because yeah. if you're going to make yeah. a wish, you have to make sure that's really specific. Specific. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you something about wishes. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But think about it. So, like. Oh you, uh, no, you're right. Say, yeah, if you yeah. say if you wished someone wished that they were rich and famous, mm. you could be, you could have a like you could have an accident on a roller coaster, and you'd be in the newspaper and you get a lot of conversation. Yeah. So you'd be rich and you'd be in the newspaper, but you'd have no legs. But you because you you've just put that intent out into the universe. Mm. Something's yeah. picked it up. Yeah. But, yeah. But it just does a, the simplest version of your wish. It's yeah. like right, yeah. like how do that? Like, you need to be more yeah. specific. Yeah. I wish I was That's... rich and famous for a specific thing yeah. that you could mm. be yeah. doing. Is it it's also um um there's always payment. You, mm, yes. Yeah, he he managed he saved the Krenum but his payment was his wife. Yes. And yeah. you can never <clears throat> retract that. And I, I, th- I think the episodes do a good job of 
trying to make Anorax a sympathetic mm. character to some extent. Mm. Not not to the point that we necessarily think that he's mm. not a villain, but we understand what his motivation well, yeah. is and we we have some sympathy for him I mean, to some extent. Would would you not would you not be yeah. considering wiping out entire cultures if it brought your wife back. I mean, no pressure, your wife is sat right here. Yeah. Right? Yes, <laughs> I think you would. Because, I, you know... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to say yes. But... I can't think of a Shaking witty his head. enough answer Well, no, to be fair, though, would you? I don't know that... Which cult? Which cultures? Wow! <laughs> wait, 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 Chakotay's best things because he is they put Chakotay basically 
in a philosophical head-to-head with the villain, and they've got actually they've got a decent actor in. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Just you know, anyone they've got it's it's Kurtwood Smith, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's bloody good. I mean, Mm. yeah. That, I think that's a big part of what makes this episode, it shows, these episodes, a success. Yeah. Actually, it show, it show, it it gives Robert Beltran a rare chance to showcase some acting chops around Chicote. Yeah. Gives Chicote some meaty story to get into for a for a change. Let's, let's yeah. be honest, he does not get a lot of opportunity, so it's really good for that. And it puts him up against someone you know who's very very good. Yeah, so some cracking yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kurtwood Smith is great in this. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, and, and Anorax is <laughs> <laughs> um, he's he's rationalised his actions, doesn't he? Like, he, yeah. Like, but he mm-hmm. but he talks to Jacote about how he's done that. Like he he convi- he basically convinced himself that they never existed, so he's not mm. he's not killing them mm. because they never existed. So he's and it's not it's like Anorax is not necessarily not all often, the way evil, but he's not lost. often it's not often yeah. you get like an antagonist that would. Mm-hmm. Talking that way, I don't think. Like, I mean, I don't. Not to say that Star Trek doesn't do grounded, interesting mm. villains, but eventually something shows. Uh, more often than not, something will show through on a villain. Where mm. it's just when, when we when we say that we've got a, we've got a solid um, Trek actor regular versus a, a fantastic guest actor. One of my first thoughts will be going to say Chain of Command. Where oh, yes. I was going to say, that, yeah, say that too. But Warner, whereas yeah. Golden <clears throat> Dread is a very much a very a, a character who very much believes in the rightness of his own cause, despite the fact he is doing horrible things. Anorax has more of a I don't want to necessarily do this, but I'm now in a course where I have to keep doing it because my goal is always nearly in reach but yeah. is but is that something he tells himself because mm. he does initially he does make it is a weapon of yeah. war initially I think that's they, the beauty of it's, he's such a conflicted character because mm. he can't give up that goal and can't give up using it mm. and stopping there mm. does he really recognise the rightness or the evilness of his actions he's somewhere I don't know I don't know if he really does mm. I don't know how much of what he's saying is, is for Chicote's benefit Maybe he's actually far more evil and calculating, manipulative than we think he is. Maybe we want mm. to see the sympathetic side. It's kind of that. That that's interesting. It's never entirely. And I'm, I'm yeah. possibly the actor has a, had a definitive thing. And I think probably the writers meant for him to have that more sympathetic side. Mm. But I think you could read it as being the other way as well. If you if you view yeah. it in that way. And that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of you. You can come away with drawing your own conclusions about it because that's yeah. the best way to come out of it. It's like I can't be a hundred percent. I think it's this. You can talk to someone else who thinks it's different, and I think that's when it's really, really good. Mm. I think that's one of the real strengths of mm. this story that the not not just that the the guest star is a is a really good actor. It's it's a really interesting helps. character that mm. he's playing. Yeah, and that's. All all that stuff is brilliant, and then you've and then you've also got the the whole story of, of Voyager, which mm. really gets put through the ringer. And um, mm. I, I love in the end of the first part, we end with a shot of of Janeway doing something that she really never wanted to do, which is which is breaking up the family, mm. yeah. as she says, um, and putting the crew, makes the crew in escape pods. I love that scene as well. All the hatches and, open, and mm. yeah, it's incredible. Just after, just after that that brilliant scene where they 
they have to go to uh, um, the the Anorak shows up and tries to wipe Voyager out out mm. of time mm. and to escape they have to go to warp but they don't have the, the hull integrity to be able yeah. to handle Literally that and, yeah. off it. I love that I love oh that so God. much it's so it cool incredible. yeah yeah. Uh, again, it's but it's it's sort of bittersweet because you wish that had stuck. Mm. You you kind of yeah. wish that that's Voyager. Yeah. Voyager looked like had massive bits of his hull missing for the so for the rest yeah. of the show. But it's yeah, think, it's a great moment. Chicote obviously gets some meaty story stuff in this. Oh. Janeway obviously does because she really. I think she it. really does. I think the Doctor gets some good stuff because mm. the Doctor is faced with a position put in a position. Where he has to literally shut out yes. two crew members before yes. they can reach Jeffrey's team and condemn them to death. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's heartbreaking because he he sees them coming and he's holding it and he's holding it and he realizes the time is up. He pulls that shut. You cut to the exterior of the ship, and the deck blows out all along. The front. It, it's yeah. It's like, God. Yeah. And, and then they, there's they... the conversation with Paris about mm. that because he's where... getting really snippy mm. and, the, and Paris is all like, "What are you getting cross with me for?" I'm so good looking and better. <laughs> Why are you never cross with me? Because I've got fucking problems, Tom Paris. It's not always about you, you fucking twat. Oh my god. <laughs> well, I thought you were a big fan of Tom Paris. Oh no, wait, I never, I never thought that. But yeah, that that that's that's some really good meaty mm. stuff for the for the doctor. Because also, and ultimately, he he did make the right decision. I mean, he mm. if he hadn't have closed that hatch, oh, yeah. Voyager could have been destroyed it's kind of fascinating because in a way there's no way any part of the Doctor's programming could be prepared for that no yeah because he shouldn't be be able to leave sick bay but no but um, it's it's a triage triage, yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's the opposite of what Anorax is doing as well I suppose isn't it yes so the Doctor's doing doing something he doesn't want to do to save lives Mm. yeah Anorax is doing something he wants to do to yeah. Yeah. Save, Save one life. Uh, yeah, is saving. Anorax is saving one life at the expense of just Whole countless cult civilizations. Yeah. yeah. Um. And uh, uh, Tuvok and Seven get some great character stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. This episode, actually, I really like that that bond that they form. I, I and particularly it's, it's, like the um, as as Seven leads a blinded Tuvok down the corridor and. Um, Neelix comes out mm-hmm. and starts mm. talking about alternate intruder alert alarm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a good scene. And yeah. After two verses, the, the standard intruder alert will suffice. Neelix like stick with the classics, nice one. Yeah. Is off, and then Tuvok just says to Seven to, as an aside, and you think you've got problems? <laughs> she has a messy roommate. Yeah. 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 Oh, that also. Yeah. There's a there's a scene when they're um, coming back to the ship, showing the devastation of the ship and how many many decks have been lost, and everyone's kind of bunking down in this in this dormitory. And then Seven of Nine has a roommate. So how are they how are they allotting space? Yeah. Well, Seven of Nine used to just live in the cargo bay. So I'm assuming yeah. she had to. It was the other person's crew oh, quarters, and they had to stick her in her alcove in there. Oh. Yeah. Because they, uh, I, whatever they need to, to do with the cargo bay. Yeah. Right. Well, if they lost the cargo bay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We um, we get a nice reference to um, first contact. Oh yes. In a little the trivia game when they play in the lift. Oh uh, yeah. The Phoenix. What? The correct response to your query. 
The vessel Ensign Kim was describing, it was designated the Phoenix. Not bad. I didn't realize you knew so much about Earth history. I don't. But the Borg were present during those events. Really? It's a complicated story. Perhaps another time. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was wondering how that worked. Because I'm guessing it's the events of um, regeneration in Enterprise where the, that information... Yeah, because there's no physical way that the Borg in First Contact could have communicated to the present well the 24th century yeah. of what had been going down and that's if you want to get nitpicky but yeah whether regeneration did it or you just like do you know what it just happened it didn't matter yeah there's a there's a sort of a throwaway line where mm. where seven says you know the the, the book were there the book yeah. were present that incident it's, it's complicated oh, oh but there's the uh, yeah ignore me you've just said it oh okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. Carry on, as you were. But it's a, it's a nice line. I like. I, I noticed yeah. that too. And yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> Although it, it frustrates me because I'm like shouting at the screen, Balana, it's first contact for mm. God's sake. Yeah. Yeah. She was in a lot of pain. She was. I, she I, was. And then she got up and walked away. Yeah. She said, "Oh, well, I better go fix some engine stuff." <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. What What do you guys think of the whole? Uh, that sort of story beat around um, Chakotay's made a little pocket watch for, oh, for Janeway see. and Jan- Janeway's like Janeway's like stick it in the replicator re- recycle it he's like I did and this months ago it's yeah. for you it's, it's but, she did, but she does keep if we go back to our Voyage of Romance like episode you know mm, uh, yeah. I kind of ship Chakotay Janeway yeah oh, and so this this was this was a little bit for all all those Chakotay Janeway shippers. He's got a really nice birthday present and stuff. And the the, the reprise later when she finds he's not he's yeah. disobeyed orders and not recycled it, and that gives her sort of a renewed purpose almost. I really like yeah. that bit where she you know she's like how how does it look to mm. Neelix? He's like very handsome. <laughs> It's a nice little, a nice little moment. Yeah. But it reminds me of Tapestry, where um, where Picard <laughs> tells a woman that she she's very handsome. <laughs> she slaps him. Um, yeah, because she doesn't say great... how do I look. She said how does <clears throat> it look. That's true. That's true. Yeah, that's that's some really nice mm. stuff. I, but I I um I think Janeway's um, great in in this two part. Mm. I, I love that. Mm. They really. Just it just feels like the whole concept of this episode is we can do all of the things that we always wanted to do on Voyager. Mm. We can push push mm. all of the characters to the absolute limit. We can we can do anything we want. We've literally got two hours to play yeah. with no consequences. And then we have to push the reset yeah. button mm. and that. But that but in those two hours let's off. go to town. Let's push Jane to her absolute limit. Yeah. Let's make her like borderline sort of like irresponsible, uh, sort of obsessed with, with, with getting the the ship home, and and let let's take her to the point where you're not even sure what you think of her as a character mm. anymore. And, and I, I absolutely love that. Yeah. I think that's great. Plus, she gets like she gets to go sort of a little bit action J way. Oh, you she, know, she, 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 she goes to her vest. Yeah. She means business. It's a dirty yeah. vest, and yeah, and uh, I mean, yeah, some some absolutely. Brilliant stuff with Jane. Mm. Oh, yeah. What well, one one criticism I have of part two is that we, she she really quick right at the end of the episode, 
She she off screen very quickly puts together an alliance. Who follows of, her? Of, of a fleet of ships for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, and then they go and attack. Uh, Why do all those guys have a problem with anoraks? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe He's she operating. maybe she has some record of the changes that have been made because they because because they're not affected by the timeline. Yes. She, she can have she can show she, them records. She of what gives them temporal done. shielding. Yeah. It must be difficult to yeah, prove Yeah, but how them. do they know that that's a thing? You know, how do they yeah. know that that's... If he can prove his time fit, yeah. then, yes, I can see it, but... And also, why would you follow that them. ship? Because that, that was my thinking. It reminded me of, you know, in um, the TNG episode Parallels, where um, there's a point where um, it's like a whole bunch of different parallel universes that Worf is, mm. is, is jumping through. And there's a point where raggedy old Riker shows mm. up in charge of a battered old Enterprise and he's got a, a really Massive scabby beard, beard yeah. and he's it's from a universe where they've been... Overrun by the Borg, yeah. And I just think, but isn't that, isn't that Voyager? <laughs> when, when Voyager and Janeway show up on someone's view screen, aren't they a bit like, oh, okay, <laughs> do you know what? I don't know if we are going to join your alliance because... You're, I mean, for, for, a, for a start, the bridge is absolutely filthy. No one's swept up. Do you not have any brooms on that ship? The broom cupboard is on deck five. You're wearing a, <laughs> you're wearing a filthy vest. I don't trust... It doesn't look like your temporal shields have done you a whole lot of good. <laughs> because yeah, of how the bridge is on fire. Shield. Look at the state of your shield. <laughs> pocket time watch. It's yeah. a handsome pocket watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm in. Most of the time the bridge is literally on fire. <laughs> I'd just be like, I'm not, I think I'm not going to follow that ship into battle. Like, like, this fire, that fire's supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's part of the it's design. Of it's an aesthetic. We can, we can polish the dunt out of the hole, it's fine. <laughs> And then, and then, um, two of two of the ships follow them. Proceed to immediately fly into the fixed weapon. Yeah, the bit that's on right. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't fly. Don't, into, don't, don't go, go in. in front don't go in front of the ship. ship where it's one massive time. Gun. Oh, you did go in front of it. Two of you have immediately been just fucking idiots. Maybe that's why they. But, maybe that's why they joined. Yeah, yeah. 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 Be like, do this for the gene, wish to attack the time ship. What's Where does she sit? What's that boy? It's like stupid, <laughs> stupid aliens. I don't know. <laughs> They're the mouth from Planet Concrock. <laughs> oh, they're very silly there. <laughs> yeah, those two ships immediately fly into the one weapon that ship has and get to- totally wiped out. Oh, we shouldn't have gone in front of the ship, I suppose. What well, were we supposed to know? It's, it's maybe what they said. That's the daisy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, uh, but the, it's, I don't know, the, the, whole, the whole ending of this episode is... It's pretty cool though. There's a there's a there's a space back. We we don't get a whole lot of effect shots. But there's a there's a brilliant shot where one of the one of the ships that's attacking Anorex's ships gets gets kind of crippled and it smashes like all yeah. across the front of Voyager and the, the whole and front it, wall of the bridge is destroyed. Yeah, It's it's amazing. That's Jane, kind of reprised in Nemesis as well, actually, isn't it? Yes. Mm. Yeah. And Janeway's alone on the ship. She she's opted to pilot the ship herself. 
Oh, she gets a brilliant, we, a beautiful goodbye the... with with Tuva. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's a beautiful, a beautiful scene. Yeah, and I almost feel like we skipped over maybe like the five minutes worth of scenes we could have had where she's putting together that alliance mm. just so they had time to have a, a long scene with her and Tuvok in that case saying goodbye worth it. yeah yeah I yeah, agree that was a really beautiful scene yeah. because because why do we need to know how she put together that alliance what does that mm. what does that tell us in the story really what so we... when you look through stuff people rave about the Kirk Spock friendship mm. and I for my money the Janeway Tuvok relationship is just as strong and just as effective but it's just not as overt it's not there but, but the scenes yeah. it does get are absolutely incredible and they're really yeah. effective and mm. I think that year of hell goodbye even though it potentially obviously never happened it's just such a key thing to that it's yeah really really it's a beautiful touching scene as illogical as this might sound I feel as close to Voyager as I do to any other member of my crew. It's carried us, Tuvok. Even nurtured us. And right now, it needs one of us. I respect your decision. Live long and prosper, Captain. And then the whole... The whole... The whole then we get onto the whole reset button thing mm. but we end with an absolute uh, yeah. an absolute perfect line which you you could argue realms verges into the realms of perhaps being a little bit cheesy yeah. <laughs> perhaps like, an, like it's like taken an from yeah from an, an 80s action movie <laughs> i think when Janeway sat in her chair in her dirty vest yeah with the bridge smashed around, the ship in pieces, she's earned it. She's yeah, earned the I agree. To just do I agree. that ridiculous, stupid, cheesy luck. Time's, Time's up. up. If that ship is destroyed, all of history might be restored. And this is one year I'd like to forget. Time's up. She takes Voyager. Sets, sets it to ramming speed, speed. Yes. smashes it into Anorax's ship, and it and and the, the temporal core explodes, and it. Yeah. And it's an incursion crushed. inside the ship. Yes, yeah. that's it. That's that's what they say. The, the yeah, crash itself is incredible. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's an effect work. It's just a masterpiece, really. Yeah. Or it just crumples into that and just disintegrates against the hull and. Yeah, it's great. Any, uh, I, I love. One of the things I love about Star Trek is any any episode where we see the main ship mm. or space station um, destroyed. Uh, immediately, that's a five star episode for me. <laughs> I just love it. it. It ticks every single box. Yeah, because <laughs> it, have, it's, like... it's an emotional kick, isn't it? Yeah, you invest in that in that ship or or station or whatever. Yeah. Because of course you do. It's the, it's it's the key hero. Mm. Yeah. You know, we talk we talk actually about the impact um in these two episodes on Janeway, Chakotay mm. and stuff. On the ship, we see it we see it ripped apart mm. across the course of these two episodes. It's in a state. And for it to finally just meet its end to end it all and reverse everything is kind of really fitting. Yeah. But it is a kicker because you do invest in that ship. So. And I and I think, I think that they took a real. There must have been some debate in the writers' room. It's like, are we really going to have Janeway say? Are we going to have a do a pun? 
We're going to have a say, time's up, and then ram the ship into another. Are we actually going to do that? And I, and I, and you know, obviously the argument was yes. Hell because yes. at but this point, the audience is so it invested. Must have some lines. Like, yeah. yeah. I don't think. Put that in your clock and smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clock off. Yeah. Or, um, on, Do you know what time it is? Time <laughs> to die. <laughs> Death time. I don't know. This is why I'm not a writer. Works best. <laughs> to be a, yeah, of all of those. Yeah, time, yeah, time time's up is really good. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, delivered we should, so well as well. I wish we'd thought ahead and come up with some actual good yeah. suggestions. We should have put that in our structure. Look at my handsome watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that in itself but is significant, a timepiece, given the the backdrop and the theme of the story. I was thinking, what, yeah. what, what it, is, it is massively fortunate that he did replicate her a, a watch, not mm. say, I don't know, one of those little china dogs that goes <laughs> on my face. Yeah. Or like one of those like, waving you hats cats, that you get in Chinese restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do you know what would even cool it? If, if Voyager had smashed into Anorax's ship but it hadn't been destroyed it was like sticking out of it a la Nemesis and, and Janeway had run down into the ship and she'd have wielded that pocket watch, swung it around her head like a kind of a nunchuck we're, t- we're too old for this Anorax yeah, yeah smacked Anorax in the face with it Locked and then she'd the have been like, time's in- inexplicably up causing yeah. explosion of the time core that she could have run up incursion she could have run away from that explosion in slow motion. <laughs> Why? She wants everything to be changed as much as anyone else. No, oh, good point. <laughs> She's going to run into it. Yeah. Maybe she'd run away but, and then go, ah, actually, <laughs> if I'm changed by this, it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Slowly less pissy. <laughs> Time's up. Time's up. <laughs> Uh, we've just made it we've, worse. I think we've learned why the podcasters of Ten Backwards are not writers on a Star Trek show. But um, but the bottom line is it's it it's a cool ending, but mm. it is bittersweet because they do push the reset button, mm. and this is the. Yeah, this is maybe one of the problems with the episode is that it's it's a shame that basically it didn't happen no yeah. one remembers mm. this if, if it was made today it would be it, it would be so many episodes of against the Kremlin mm. and it would have repercussions throughout the rest of the yeah, story yeah. they wouldn't have reset you could have done something like uh, like season three of uh, Enterprise where mm. they where they did have one big yeah yeah the state of Enterprise story. by the end of that season was comparable yeah yeah. And I think about um, uh, Battlestar Galactica in its in its later oh. seasons, where um, the Galactica was getting battered and mm-hmm. battered, and and I I remember hearing um, um, a podcast with Ron Moore where he was talking about that, and he he was he cited his frustrations with with Voyager, yeah, in particular in its lack of continuity, and that's one thing he wanted to bring to to Battlestar Galactica, mm-hmm. and and and. He he was directly referenced. I think he did. He he makes a direct reference to to Year of Hell and how he loved how Voyager mm. gets really battered up in that episode, and that's that's what he wanted for the Galactica, but it for it to stick, you know, mm. to have actually yeah. happened, and yeah, it's it it's sort of indicative of, of Voyager that 
but there there isn't there isn't a continuation mm. from the mm. episode. It's never mentioned because it cause it Cause didn't it happen, happen. I yeah. guess. And but regardless, that it's still a hell of a good two hours of TV. Yeah, yeah, it is. It it's is really fantastic stuff. I love it. What do we think of the end scene where you see Anorax presumably two hundred years ago? Yeah. Uh, doing his calculations. There are always a few more calculations. It's a beautiful day. Spend it with me. I suppose I can make the time. I still, I still think to plan incursions. So, I mean, yeah, obviously, which yeah. you would, because why wouldn't? You know, yeah, it's just a bit sort of. I don't so know what, because nothing ever comes of that. But it and is it, saying it is. This is this. It does happen, and it is going to happen, mm. and it did happen. Maybe and he didn't. Maybe he stayed and worked on those plans the first mm. time around, and now he's made a different decision. And well, yeah, I think that's maybe what it was implying because he did say that he did. There was a conversation with Chakotay when he was talking about how he would stay up all night doing, and she was asleep in the mm. other room. And yeah. He, whereas at this point, he makes a decision to go and be with his wife. But what? But why? But why? But why does that? Why is anything changed? That, effectively? Yeah, exactly. Because it I wouldn't. Guess. Because the incursion happened. The incursion changed everything that the ship had done, but not everything that happened before the first incursion that the ship made. Yeah. Well, so well, surely guess, the ship always is it like a loop? I guess you suggested. I guess you hinted mm. at why he's doing this thing and. It, it sort of gives some sort of end to that character, doesn't it? Like it, 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 it resolve it. It doesn't resolve it. No, it doesn't resolve it. But it, but it gives some sort of for the purpose of the episode, some sort of finality. Yeah, to, yeah. I suppose it's it's the like actions that were taken. It's like an emotional payoff, I guess, yeah. that we see him with his wife, but it's not. But yeah, when you dig down into it, it, it isn't a, a logically mm. satisfying necessarily, but it's. I don't know. They don't. They don't have much time. They mm. have like one scene they can do, and they. It's on the surface. It's yeah. It's emotional. You, you see him with his wife. You mm. see that he's. But maybe he, I, maybe I, they're I hanging out, know, and then she's know. not. She's not on that colony when I, something I just, happens in the war. You know. I think it would have yeah. been better if he'd if he'd remembered it, and he could learn from what I'd done. He'd done. Yeah. Mm. Yes. If there was some sort of. And yeah, little. the thing is, there's no way to consistently portray the science and have that no. happen, really. No. But I, I think it would be if he just learned, if someone remembered and learned from this experience. Do you know what should have happened? <laughs> well, while him and his wife were just about to head off to have breakfast or whatever, Janeway comes out from behind the pillar, <laughs> swinging that pocket watch around the head, just like "Time's up, motherfucker!" And swings it and it like smashes into his face. <laughs> And then she's like, do you know what time it is? Quarter past dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a temporal incursion for you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. I got your temporal incursion right here. She's pointing to her junk. <laughs> and then she just looks up and sees the wife and it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just backs up like really slowly. Screaming and crying. Yeah, and she's like... Sorry, you don't know who I am, but we've we've been through a really complicated. There was a whole year where I like my ship get battered. Ship. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Who are you?" She's like, oh. "Shakote, beat me up." 
<laughs> guess the actually the original ending of that episode probably is better, isn't it? It doesn't seem so bad now. No, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think our ability to come up with infinitely worse ideas than yes. what we've seen on the screen is is uh, not contested. Yeah. Well, join us next episode where we're going to take an awful episode of Star Trek and make it seem so much better with our own, compared to our own terrible ideas. Yeah, we'll be looking at justice. And you, after that episode, you, uh, you will appreciate justice as the masterpiece it is. Uh, but yeah, I think it feels like we've reached our natural end of... Uh, yeah. That discussion. Anyone else have any other points to raise? No, no I just thought it was really good. It's a fantastic mm. two-parter and very enjoyable. And I'd put it up there in my my top ten Voyager mm. episodes. I, I, yeah, I genuinely think some of the some of the best work that the Voyager ever did. Mm. I love mm. it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's everything. Because looking at the recording time, uh, time's up. Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward, a UK-based Star Trek podcast uh, featuring myself, Will Turland, this lady to my left, Gemma Turland. Hello. This man to my further left, Rick Everson. Hello. And this man opposite me, Rick Palmer. Hi there. Today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about a Voyager episode. Yeah. Oh, well, that's funny. Well, I thought thought we were going to be discussing a Voyager episode today, but I... Do you know, I can't... There's a Voyager episode called Normal Day. That must that must be it. I think that's... Maybe that's what we were going to talk about. Not, not the episode Normal Day, where, where nothing, nothing happens. They happens. just have a regular standard... It's quite nice. It's a nice, soft yeah. episode where you see the, the everyday working... Yeah. I think they're they're about to go through um, uh, like an alien species spell, like a, a Krenum, I think they're mm. called. They're going to go through their space, and then they get a call saying, "Oh, you don't want to come through here because it's contested." So and um, they have to go around. They have to go around, and it's a bit of an inconvenience, it's, but yeah. they seem to be fine with it. And then yeah. the episode—it's a short it's, episode. It's a bit isn't of a it? bottle episode. Yeah. So they, obviously, they 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 didn't have enough money. For it, so yeah. they keep it very contained to uh, the mundanities of, yeah. of the ship life. It's really, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, just, just felt like we would have more to talk about. Yeah, I don't know why we chose that episode, one, but yeah, I guess, guess that's the end of the podcast, isn't yeah. it? Well, thank, thank you very much for listening, everybody. It's a shame that a short episode. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot to say. So. Yeah. We'll join us again next time. Yeah. Hopefully, we'll pick an episode with a bit more going on. That's it. Thank, thank you very much, listeners. Oh. Cheers. Bye. 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 Do you realise how incredible this is? It's tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh no! I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self-indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. 
We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at lowerdexradio.co.uk. On a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Will Turland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at Mr. Imhotep. Hi, thank you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund our ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date, uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along, and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content. Uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lowerdexradio. Uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us, we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcasts through iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or we're on various third-party apps. And if you could leave us a review on any of those, that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening. And please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Back Group. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? Ten backward. Ten backward. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward. Um, here, uh, to... <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck. It's all right. I can fix it in the editing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to to Ten Backward, a UK-based podcast about Star Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let me try again. Stuff. Why don't we, we just loop the original? Oh, because that would be too easy. <laughs> right, everyone make a straight you face. Need to this intro <laughs> This is also a Patreon bonus. <laughs> yeah. You lucky patrons. Hello and welcome to Ten Backward. A Star Trek podcast based here in the UK. To my left. Uh, wait. <laughs> my name is Will. My name is Will. <laughs> What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. This day is not reached. I'm just really confused. This is, this is literally deck five exploding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh.